welcome to Status Random. This was Sean. This is episode 16, and this is a podcast about body image and social media. I don't know if you remember a few podcasts ago, I did a thing about meeting friends in your mid-30s and how was it possible to do. Two of the ladies, well, one of them was at the party, and the other one I met through the other lady, so I have two guests here today. One is Tabitha, who came to the party, and another is Stephanie, and they're going to chime in as well about uh, body image and some other questions that we have. Do you want to say hi? Hi. Hello. The question I have is, okay, body image and social media, how do you keep your kids humble and how do you let your kids know that God created them the way that they should be and that's how they should believe in themselves as being perfect in their own way? For me personally, I have a 13-year-old daughter and this is huge for me. It's you know it's everywhere. She has a Pinterest account, and she sees these types of images, and um, it kind of breaks my heart because I don't want her to feel like she is less than. So I try to remind her that the images that she has seen have been touched up. They've been worked on. Like nobody looks like that, and even if they do, that is their own right. That we all have our shapes and sizes. We we are made to be that, and we try to point out, not in a negative way, but when we're out in public, I try to point out different body shapes, just to kind of keep that realistic. Some are tall and petite, and some are, you know, bigger and curvier, and those types of things, and I personally am curvy. She's really tiny and petite, so it kind of helps us with our mannerisms, I guess, at home. Um, so that's how we kind of hit it. And I, I think that's why I asked you both to also be on here, because we have three different body types here and all three of us go to the gym together so I thought you know we could all chime in on how life has been for each one of us especially after having kids what about you Tabitha you're raising a son yes and I just tell him and he knows um from previous like his schools where he's been in private school have always focused on God made everyone different and there's nothing wrong with being different mm-hmm. and so we've always perfect. just you know it doesn't matter what you look like you always want to be friends with people and talk to people no matter you know Anything. what they yeah. look like I get it I mean that's why I always tell my kids till this day that when you see someone who's handicapped or someone with special needs or somebody has a deformation God spent more time on them and less time on us, which makes them more perfect. Right. So that's exactly how he wanted them Mm -hmm. to be, and that's how we should respect everybody because everybody's different on the outside, but we're all the same on the inside. Um, The other thing I have to say is, okay, what is wrong with society now and body image? So I guess we'll we'll mix in together with Photoshopping. What, What are your thoughts on Photoshopping? Not like scenery, but like how people can change themselves from being pale to tan and longer hair and curvier and bigger butts. That's not something I want my kids to do because I want them to know that how they are on the outside and how they are on the inside is all that they need to be. They don't need to change anything. Um, by doing photoshopping and tweaking the, the pictures, uh, we're, we're really playing with fake. Mm-hmm. And we are advertising for fake and we are pushing for fake uh, as if good enough is never good enough. That's exactly Um, what I was thinking. It it breaks my heart because you see women of all ages, young girls, you know, it's it's not uncommon for us to stand in the mirror and say, my hair isn't good enough, my hips are not good enough. All the flaws you see. Because there's nothing Mm -hmm. that's normal. It's all fake. 
all been touched up to fit a certain standard right. that is not realistic. Right. But I, I sent these ladies something what I thought was funny on Messenger, remember? And it was the naked women yep. with, with <laughs> they had curves and rolls and dimples. And uh, I don't remember what time oil. it was from. The oil, <coughs> oil painting. painting and it said, I guess I'm from mm-hmm. that time, you know. But that's what I'm saying. Like, why do we have to fit our way to be what people assume a woman should be? When in Italy, I remember going to Italy, and the men there love women of all shapes and sizes. So why can't us as Americans or pretty much any other places can accept women for how they are? We give birth for crying out loud. You know what I mean? You bleed for six to seven days and you don't die. You know what I mean? Like, that makes you special. So mm-hmm. why do you have to be something more? You know? I think that it depends on how you're raised. raised. That's what I was Because thinking. me growing up where I grew up and with my family and everything, my family were all different shapes and sizes. We never focused on body image too much as I was a child and growing up but we didn't have the internet and social media like we do now anymore I was always taught with um even movies or shows or whatever in magazines at the time it was just not social media always what was on tv magazines and everything was never truly the truth it was always either edited or not real like I've always I was just always taught like what you see on TV, magazines, is not necessarily always going to be the truth. Yeah. And how you see it might not be what it really is. Um, so I've tried doing that with my son as well. I was also taught, like, as you get older, your body's going to change. You're not going to stay the same. It's going to catch up with you. Well, I don't know. Nowadays it um, So. Botox and liposuction. And right. And but you're getting, but, <laughs> but you're getting older. So. Yeah. That's what happens when you get older. Your body does change. You get, you know, you get your wrinkles, you get your gray hair, you get your rolls from having kids or not having kids or whatever life might have thrown at you. You have all these different things. To show you And that's your life. what life is. Right. Exactly. And that's what aging is. And what people are trying to there's nothing wrong with it um, in my eyes. So no matter, you know, most people gain weight as they get older. And it's just one of the things it's what it is and you shouldn't judge people by the way they look but also it comes down to hereditary too and metabolism and hormones and all these things that people are judging Mm -hmm. people on the outside you don't know if that person has pcos you don't know if that Mm -hmm. person has been raped multiple times as a child and eats too you know yeah exactly so for people to judge somebody based on those things and i've been guilty in the past you know if i seen somebody who had two short shorts on and they were heavy you know i'd be like oh come on But I've learned as a mother now and as somebody who has their own body image problems that it's not okay to do that to any, you know, to belittle any woman and make them feel less than. What was your main issue you felt when you were younger about your body image? So I could write a book on this topic. Um, Growing up, I was always way heavier than all of my peers. I was very unhealthy and super self-conscious about everything um, of my body. When you're young, your mind is like a sponge, and you're so, like, again, I grew up, you know, in the 90s, we didn't have a lot of social media, that wasn't really a thing, but you're, we get stuck in this pattern of constantly comparing ourselves to other Other people. people. So even when it's very realistic, and you're seeing these kids that are your same age, running around, 
and you know playing on the you know playground or whatever you're constantly breaking it down you go to the swimming pool how do I look in a swimsuit versus mm-hmm. how she looks in a swimsuit um, I could never pull that off yada 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 and so it's constant constant comparison and belittling yourself which are your worst enemy right like, that is the thing we're always yeah we're always trying to beat ourselves mm-hmm. versus nowadays I realized that I you know I have that wisdom to say it's okay that I'm older and I have some curves and you learn that you know for instance going and buying clothes it's not the clothes fault it's not your body you know your body's fault it is your clothes fault and it's you know it's everybody is shaped differently so clothes have to be different yeah but you're like a hero you have four kids yeah, I mean that is a yeah. hero. Oh, I got the mama belly though. You <laughs> yeah, know? but it doesn't you matter. Learn, you you have appreciate the, that to show that you have created and you can four children. For that yeah, reason. you can. Yeah, that's a good thing. And I'm sure your husband never makes you feel like he less is than. amazing. See, He's that's amazing. a good man. Oh, I got goosebumps. Skinny, bigger. Yeah. Like he just he wants the lights on and he wants to just go for it. You know, that's good because I'm the one that's like. <laughs> Oh yeah, turn those dark, lights dark. down. Is that a light creeping in? <laughs> Let me put a blanket. Put a towel there. underneath the <laughs> underneath the door. My poor husband. <laughs> okay, Tabitha, what about you? What is one thing when you were younger? Oh, as in like specific? Well, I mean, is there anything that you felt like really insecure about yourself as you were younger, and now you look back at it and you're like, I was stupid for thinking that. Like, well, weight. Oh yeah, weight. When you were younger, were you heavier? Were you no, small? I was small. You just felt like you were too small or too... No, too big. See? I was small, and I've always had a, what I would say, a pouch, a pooch in my belly. I've never had the flat belly. Yeah, like, like some you people. see on the washboards. Yeah. And the... Right. So I've never, ever had that, and so I've always, like, considered that to be fat or whatever. And not necessarily fat. It just wasn't what I wanted it to be. Yeah. So, other... I'll tell you what mine was. Mine was, I was 89 pounds in high school, and long blonde hair, really skinny, but then you look at the cheerleaders and stuff, and you're like, ugh, why can't it be like that? Or, why can't it be like, oh my god, I'm so fat. And now I look back at myself, and I want to punch myself back then in the face. Yes. And tell you, oh my god, you were beautiful, you were skinny, you were long hair, and now I'm so critical about myself now... That I was like, those are all petty things. But I always wanted bigger mm-hmm. boobs. I always had little boobs. But guess what? When I had a baby, I got bigger boobs. <laughs> they went down <laughs> then south. They go away. Yeah. They went down <laughs> south. But you know, and I was big in weightlifting back then. I was weightlifting in high school and, and college, and I did all those things that prevented me from having boobs. So I mean, you know, I didn't know. I even remember trying these pills. I don't know if you remember those pills back in like early two thousands, where they said. It'll make a gro- your boobs grow. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so uh, yeah. I took that. I, do I don't know what the hell was them. in it. Yeah. I had no idea what was in it. Wasting or the cream bodies. that you'd rub on. Come on. That's not going to make your boobs grow. <laughs> I fell for that stuff. And I would work. I worked at Pizza Hut in high school. And I literally would save my money to buy these pills. God knows what was in them. Right. We're poisoning our bodies. Exactly. To, to try to fit into that image. Exactly. So for me, I was complete opposite from both of you. I was... You know, like I said, very big as a child. And so before kids, my heaviest, I was 220. And once I first got pregnant, I worked really hard to not really lose weight while I was pregnant, but to, like, change my weight. So I went from eating super junky foods all the time to walking four or five miles a day 
I ate way cleaner. I, you know, I made big life And you're a big changes. runner now. Yes. I mean, this girl can, if we were going to rob a bank, I'd want you to be in first. Because <laughs> she did six yeah, miles yeah. and I couldn't even do 30 minutes of walking or no biking. I was on a bike and sitting so, down. I was dying. But like, I've gone from that super heavy to once I had children and during my years, my early 20s of being pregnant and, mm-hmm. and birthing my four children. You know, with each pregnancy, I made sure that I was just as healthy. So, right. 165 seemed to be my number. And before I would get pregnant with my next, which all my kids are all two years apart, so they're fairly close, I had to make sure that I was at that 165 mark before to make sure I could yeah. maintain my health. And I never gained a ton of weight with any of my pregnancies. I was always very, you know, conscious about it. I gained a healthy amount, you know, but it wasn't like, you know, an obsessive, you know, yeah. number. They were fed in your stomach. Right, right. That's how I was. I gained 20 pounds and 21 pounds. So I went from very heavy to mm-hmm. fit, yeah. fit, fit, fit. And then I got stuck with that number. And I kept reading these charts where for my height, right? Yeah. We've all done this. We've all done this with the BMI charts. The BMI charts. So I got to that 150 magical number. When in reality, 160, 165 was a perfect place for me. But I dwelled on that. And yeah. from that, I developed super unhealthy eating mm-hmm. disorders and yeah. patterns. And the day I got to 150, I looked in the mirror and I just cried because I've worked so hard Hard to to get get there there for nothing. And from that, my body just went out of control. And, you know, life has stacked up for the last couple of years. And I'm not going to lie, I'm about five pounds from that heaviest 220 mark. And so to, like, know how hard I worked to lose the weight to begin with and to feel like I'm going back, it's terrifying. And, like, it's so hard to, like, that transition of your life because I was never skinny and fit and everything I would have never have guessed that I never would have guessed that with you because I have seen you run and I have seen you lift weights and I have seen you kill it at the gym so I never would have ever guessed it's just crazy that you yeah I just assumed that you were very physical you know I mean there's it you don't have to be skinny to be very physical fit right I during college and high school I was anorexic I remember there was a time in high school my parents had to put me on placebo pills to get me out of the house because I thought, I don't want to go back to that school. I'm too fat. I'm, I didn't. I would work out and chew and count the calories in my gum, and, and it got really, really bad, you know, to the point where I missed, I think I missed, like, 40 days of school. Oh, my gosh. To what my parents didn't know what to do. They didn't understand it was anxiety and all these things, and, mm-hmm. and they just kept threatening me of pulling me out of school and making me homeschool, but that wasn't what I needed. What I needed was someone saying, it's okay to feel this way. And then when they pulled down the placebo pills, I thought they were working. You know what I mean? It was just sugar pills. And it was like an all-mental thing. So that was my first breakdown. And and being anorexic, I don't ever want to look like that. And when I show my husband those pictures now, he's like, I would have walked right past you. I would not have even – I would have thought this girl is sick. Yep. You know what I mean? There's something something not right with her. I would like to be smaller, but I'm not in good shape. Like, she can beat me by – miles and miles of running and physical and so it does not matter like your size or weight or your actual appearance does not determine whether you're healthy right whether you're you know in shape and you can run six miles or one mile or whatever it might be I cannot run at all I look like I have to walk look like yeah and it's funny. <laughs> even walking, I don't even know that a fast speed walk, I wouldn't be able to do like a whole mile. 
even though I'm not as heavy as I was before, even at my smallest weight, I still was never able to run. But you don't look like you eat your feelings. I, know. I yeah, do. I eat I'm my saying, feelings. Like... I eat everything, junk, oh, and portion control. I'll tell you that. <laughs> portion sure. control is a problem. But yeah, I'm addicted to sugar. It, half of the world is. Yeah. Most of the world is. Right. So That's it's my an drug. addiction. It's one of the hardest addictions to, to, to kick. Break. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. yep. you mm-hmm. actually literally, when you do paleo or keto and stuff, you actually get what's called the keto flu. Mm-hmm. And your mm-hmm. body is almost We're like strong. a drug addict it really is. going mm-hmm. through, you know, getting off of everything. Yep. You get the sweats and the, the bone pain. It's crazy. It's crazy. Moody. Um. What is one thing that you love about yourself right now? My hair. Your hair. You just got it cut today. <laughs> what about you? That's always what I've loved. I love everything from all the bangs up. That's good. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's sad, I though, always, too. Well, I always say, like, my face and my teeth are my money makers. Like, <laughs> so she I let does, any of this she does, I'm in trouble. She does not have the face for radio. <laughs> she actually has the face for TV. I have the face for radio. Super Cindy. I totally subbed up today, too. (laughs) (laughs) She did say it when we were at school. She did say it. No, I do think I have a cute butt. I do like my legs, although I don't like them in shorts. But I, like, you start to really, as you get older, I think we start to appreciate the things of our body of what they're capable of doing. Yeah. Not always what they look like. And, I, you know, that's kind of going back to the what you thought you were like when you were younger versus now kind of thing. Like, I mean, they got cellulite. At 150 pounds at my very smallest, they had cellulite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Genetics, right? Like, yeah. that's, I'm going to work my legs till they fall off. And yeah, I'm always going to have cellulite. You could but... get that cream that helps with cellulite. <laughs> <laughs> that magic pill. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Don't fall into the trap. Um, let's see. What, what about you? What's one thing you love about yourself? Come on, Tabitha. Those my hair. Jesus. I know. The one thing I love about myself, okay, is my eyes. Yes. I've always loved my eyes. Yes. That's the first thing any guy has ever said to me was your eyes. Or the fact that a man would come up to me at the club and say, oh, your mama fed you cornbread because my butt used to be really nice and perky. But it's not there anymore, ladies and gentlemen. It's gone. We're killing her in the gym. Don't worry. It'll be gone. Yeah. I'm trying. (laughs) I've never had a butt. I used to have a nice bubble butt. Um. What is something you wish you would let go of as a kid that still affects you today? That constant need of perfection. Oh, that was mine. That was going to be yeah. my answer, yeah, too. Yeah. Yeah, more along the lake. But, yeah, perfection. Just yeah. the constant dwelling on. Things have to be perfect. I'm still that way. My yep. kids have to go to bed at a certain time. They have to brush teeth at a certain time. Yep. I set it all up before them because it has to be perfectly done. Yep. Like. And it stresses us It out. stresses me out yeah. so much. Yep. It physically stresses me out, like the ailments after it. What about you, Tabitha? She's still thinking. Um, something as a kid. Things that happened to me as a child. Like something that is still like sort of with me would be maybe um, I don't like to be alone. I like to depend on people and have someone with me at all times, maybe. Well, then that makes sense because we've always talked about how independent we are. But now that we know why you're more dependent, right? It makes sense. I can like I can be I can be alone if I have to be alone. Yeah. Um, But you don't want. And I can survive, but I do not want to be alone. Yeah, I get it. And I see that. Like I I picked that up right away in your personality. Yeah. Not that, but it's not a negative thing. Yeah, I never like I never. I just have never been that way. No, but that's 
I, I was raised by a very strong military dad who was always like, you take care of yourself, you fix this, you do this, you do this, you do, don't rely on anybody. So, right. mm-hmm. yeah, we were, yeah, that's just how I was raised. My brother was not that way, you know what I mean? And he was raised in the same household. He was very dependent on things, you know what yeah. I mean? My sister is very independent. I think he, sh- my dad pushed it more on the women in the house because he didn't want... We fall in that stigma, though. Well, that, right. exactly. Of right. always needing a man. Yeah. Well, needing that extra support. But I, I know Tabitha can do it on her own. I am that can. stigma, though, because I do not want to be alone. I don't. Um, my grandma never wanted it. I could, like, it's almost like, even though, like, my grandma was married, like, four or five different times, um, but she was never, like, alone. And you could tell, mm-hmm. like, she didn't want to be alone. And then even with my mom, and after her divorce, she never remarried, you know, you could tell, like, she would want that attention and want that love. Mm -hmm. But it was also, too, with me, I was the youngest, and I was spoiled. I would get whatever I wanted if I cried about it long enough. Growing up where you get everything you want Mm -hmm. on demand almost. I mean, I didn't. I got it up to as much as we could afford because we didn't have a lot of money. But... Now, in my adulthood, it's like, well, I want what I want. If I don't get it, I'm sad. But at the same time, I know that. You know how the wisdom. I know how the the world works. I'm not going to get everything I want. I know that bad things are going to happen. If I do get it, yay, I'm great. But eh, I'm not going to get that. You know, I'm not going to get a brand new $100,000 car that I really want. You know, know, it is what it is. Or, you know, people die. Or, no. But we were like total opposites of each other. Like she was the smart one. She was, you know, really smart one. And I was the tomboy that didn't care about school. I would just do my own thing between her. So it was almost like almost like we were raised differently because I was completely opposite of her. So you know, you raised two different people two different ways, possibly. Not that you should have, like, a difference between siblings, I guess. But anyway, it's not like it affected us in our relationship. But I was raised differently because I was more needy and she was more independent and smart and could fend for herself more than what I was. I didn't want to do anything for myself. So I see that in my kids, too, though. I have one that's very independent and one that's like, I can't walk because my legs hurt. Can you get this? And I'm like, no. And then next thing you know, I'm getting it. You know what I mean? So I I, I get it. And I always say this. One of them is, um, they're both super smart, my kids. One of them's going to college for sure on a full ride. She already has scholarship points from kindergarten. You can Hopefully do it this. works. I hope it works. You can do this. Watch them both become doctors. And I'm staff <laughs> for life. Like I always tell them, if we had a third kid, It'd be one out of three would not put us in, a, in like, a nursing home. If we just have two, it's going to be like, oh, no, you did. No, you do it. No, you do it. No. But if you have a third one and you baby it, they may keep you. You know what I mean? But he's still going to be there. Okay, how should you we not compare ourselves to others, especially celebrities? And this is the last topic. Girl. <laughs> celebrities. millions, I would be easily able to pay for that quarter of a million dollar personal trainer and buy Chef. all of the 
in that cool Botox injections yeah. and all of the fanciness that they do. And I'm not saying that all celebs do that, but let's face it, all celebs do that. Well, I do. Alicia Keys does them though. I really love her because she doesn't wear makeup anymore. She has yeah. torn off makeup. She's very natural. But of course, she's beautiful. Yeah. She has no flaws. But she she can buy the expensive face cream. That's what I'm saying. Like, if money wasn't an issue, yeah, we'd all be beautiful. Yeah, celebrity style. I know? did Botox <laughs> quite a few times. One when I worked in a salon, we did a Botox party and. I did one like three years ago before we went on a cruise and the first time it was great. Like my stuff was tight, you know, I got it for under our dark circles yep. under my eyes. I didn't really do it for wrinkles. And then I did for wrinkles a few years ago and it did not work. And I was <laughs> out $500 and it literally did not fill my line. Didn't do anything. Didn't pause so it may have filled a little bit, not but there's still not enough. Like with celebrities where you're like, but I did, I wanted to be able to move my eyebrows. Yeah. So, I mean, I've tried that, and let me tell you what, like, okay, getting it done once is different than having to maintain it. Like, I don't even do my nails. I just paint them in the middle of the night. Random. I have paint on my nails right now from from painting furniture on top of my painted nails. That's your color street. And, see, but y'all y'all do this, what is it called? Again? Color street. Color street. That's what they do. But, see, celebrities give this false... Thing. And half the time they look like a hot mess in yeah, person, they really do. but they have that light on their phone and you know these angles. Oh, well, and they always have they somebody. I was gonna say they yeah. always yeah. have somebody natural. Yeah. At their beck and call, doing their hair and makeup professionally. Yeah, but that's gotta be such a. I sad mean, life. a lot of these people don't just wake up on Saturday morning and do their own hair and makeup. Right. And if they do, it don't look like right. that. But it's a sad way to live because yes. you think about it. People that see you without that stuff on. Always posting in tabloids about how like oh so and so's pregnant or oh so and so's sick or oh she probably has cancer look at her she looks you know sick with no makeup on I don't get caught into all that I honestly don't like to me I like I would love to be a celebrity I would love to be able to say hey fix me up not me and then no go privacy. out in public without any care like yeah you know if they can afford to do what they do more power to them I can't afford to no. do that. But after I put my I, kids to bed, I want to be able to put my nice fluffy self on the couch, butt naked with a bag of Cheetos and not be judged for that. Yeah. I want like the cheese stuff around my mouth. I love that. Crusted on my like fingers. What is it? What is it? Curly <laughs> Sue? Me. Do you remember Curly Sue? The movie where she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like doing all her fingers. And then licks her thumb. And yeah. I love doing that after well, the Cheetos. <laughs> I don't like, I would be me. one of those celebrities that I guess I would be like, I don't care if you judge me. You can judge me. I have all yeah, this money but... and I can make this money and I can get on television and do whatever it is I do with acting or whatever and make all this money. I don't care what right, you think about me. Right, but that doesn't last forever. Yeah, and, and I think right, like being but that goes back every single day. Would get you can't even go to Target without people snapping. I mean, yes. you've got people like Sia that have to wear a wig over her face because she didn't want that to happen. And then one person took a mm-hmm. photo or her music beforehand when she didn't cover her face and now everybody knows who she is. And people expect more from you. And when it comes to money and all these things, people come from the woodworks that yes. want. Oh, yeah. You think those yeah. people are your real friends? You know what I mean? Like, right. I always say I'd rather be poor and happy than rich and unhappy. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, I have a lot of stuff in my house, but it doesn't. I have done it with my bare hands. Well, I haven't many, spent hardly any money. How many celebrities have we looked at? Let's just take, like, the last five years, for instance, that we look at them in the media and we think, man, they got their life together. Mm-hmm. They've got it all. They have everything they could possibly ever want. But and then don't. sadly they take their own lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you can have it all and still have that mental yeah. 
that mental like constant nagging to where it feels like there is no other way out well think about this way justin bieber okay everybody was like oh he's gone crazy you know these things and before it was like he's so hot oh my god I'm a, what is it called a believer right a Bieber right. fan or yes. believer fan and now people are like oh it looks like a heroin addict or crackhead do you does anybody know what his sponsor is he got diagnosed with epstein-barr which is what i have and he got diagnosed with lyme disease so now he's getting himself back to healthy because he did drugs because he had all the symptoms mm-hmm. like I had, but he was self-medicating with the drugs. So now people are like, oh, look, he looks like a crackhead. He's actually getting his life back together, and mm-hmm. you're judging him now for how he looks. Right. The only person I don't look at the John celebrities Legend, like, like that. Like I don't, I don't look at them as any different than me. Right. They have a different job than I do. Right, exactly. They have right. a different life. Like, I don't... I just, I don't know. I'm the last person to really, truly, like, judge someone's life. Rather, they show up with millions of dollars or they show up from a cardboard box on the street. Like, I'm going to get to know you as, like, you and your personality and what your life has put you through versus yeah what I, I see As long as they TV. do good with their money as well and put forth the effort. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I never understood, like, this is sidetracked, but I never understood how, like, foundations and stuff for charities throw these elaborate balls with right. all those money you put into that could have just been donated mm-hmm. unless those what are companies donating right. but i think if a celebrity brings forth something to the world as in charity or helping a cure and a cause you know i don't really care for jane fonda because of what she did in the vietnam war but what she's doing now i think is good because mm-hmm. she's doing stuff for a change for global mm-hmm. warming and stuff um John Legend, I mean he does I mean, shout out John Legend. Yay. <laughs> I have all Chrissy Teigen stuff cookware, but I'm just saying I love you. Um, <laughs> um they do good things <laughs> as well. They do good things as well. Ellen DeGeneres is a huge one. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you bring forth the effort and you do these things, you can keep yourself grounded. Yep. Because you're totally making right. money not only for yourself, but also for a cause. You know? Yeah. But I putting the makeup on like if you ever see a celebrity sometimes up close and personal it's caked it is caked on and I will tell you one time I met a celebrity okay I met him at the airport at Orlando airport and my husband if he's listening to this he's gonna know exactly what I'm talking about because I'm about to get really upset I met Wayne Brady we were at the airport he was pushing his mother and he had his daughter with him and I said you know I just I love you so much you know what I mean I thank you for doing what you do um, my favorite line is, does Wayne Brady have to smack a bitch, right? He looks me dead in the face and says, after all my years in acting, that's the only thing you can remember is the Dave Chappelle show. And I said, so I quick come up with a lie, but it wasn't really a lie because we lived in Germany and we lived off of his DVDs like Dave Chappelle show. So we didn't have cable. And I was like, well, we're overseas and that's what we watch. He goes, turns to my husband and says, thank you for your, ser- for your service. And then leaves. Treated me like dirt. So... Yeah, that's... To you, Wayne Brady, uh, thanks for winning um, Masked Singer, but I really did hope it was Jamie Foxx. <laughs> but anyways, I'm bitter about that. That is he was a nasty. man being a jerk. He was being a jerk. In yeah. front of for his daughter and his being, mother who he was yeah. pushing in a wheelchair. And I forever to this day despise him because yeah. I thought but that I was your feel... opportunity to say something nice to somebody. Right, right. It doesn't matter what show you're on. Right. But, but I feel like even if he were not the same same career path as a actor, if he were working in a meal or whatever, 
somewhere, then he would still be that person and he would be that jerk. jerk. See, I don't that know. I don't I know. Think I think money makes, makes them dummy. a yep. jerk. He yep. knows that what they put on the magazines, people are thinking he's nice. Yep. But then one person says something he doesn't like because he hears it all the time. Yeah. Is not okay. No, I think he was a jerk. And mm-hmm. I looked at him and I messaged my cousin at the time who worked with a friend of hers who worked on his show and said that he doesn't like that phrase very much. Why'd you do it? Right. Why did you do it if you don't want people to say, does Wayne Brady have to smack him? That was the best line yep. in that episode of Dave Chappelle. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah. It does watching any movie and repeating it back to or calling a celebrity by the name from the movie that's what you sign oh, up that would for. be me that's what you sign up for i don't know your name thor if i ran up to thor i'd be like hey what's up thor not chris hemsworth i think it's chris it's brother i could I get not tell confused. you again i'm just saying okay we're off track again <laughs> anyways i thank my two guests for being here that one was i'm sure was a little nervous how are you nervous a little bit. <laughs> Stephanie, you guys did great. You guys did great. All right, Thanks so this is Status me. Random, episode 16, about body shaming and social media and some more rants, since the word random. <laughs> Until next time, bye. <laughs>